Forty chat with groups and two. Games at home and away. Story stats and history links. About football in Australia. Alright, welcome to Kick to Kick is Backwards and Coming Forwards. Charlie, we're here today to uh, review round four. We certainly are. Uh, happy Easter, Timmy. Now yeah, it's done. It is, isn't it? A good, um, good, ra- good Easter round of football. It was, it was a nice long round as well. Yeah, love that. Especially um, when you, when you've got the time to just watch a few games. Yeah, they're nicely nice. spread out, weren't they? Yeah. Um, so here to give you those historical links. From yes. The, from the game from the weekend just gone. What happened, and how can we pull it all together? Yes. <laughs> so we'll go through game by game, um, starting now. So it all kicked off on Thursday night up at the Gabba where we had Collingwood versus Brisbane and we were looking to whether Collingwood could keep their unbeaten streak going. They could not. They could yeah, not. No. Um, Lions actually had the best record in the league over the over the Pies. They won their last five. That's really good yeah, considering best, best what the Pies were, yeah, were looking like last year. Yeah. Yep, and a pretty good run at home as well. Brisbane are 39-7 and seven since Easter 2019. At the Gabatoire. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, although those games they have lost are those big, like the finals they lost there. Yes, yeah. Time, so, yeah, pretty pretty um, handy. Um, also want to mention um, Oscar McInerney. So he became just the seventh player since records were kept to record over 40 hitouts and 10 clearances in a game. Wow. So it doesn't help that Collingwood's missing their ruckman. That's no, no. glaring. Yeah. Um, other players to do it are Aaron Sanderlands, Nick Natanui, Jared Witts have all done it twice. Max, Max Gorn and Sean Darcy have done it once. And there's another player who's done it four times, but he now plays for the D's, Brody Grundy. Hey. Mm, how, how the Pies probably wish they still had him. <laughs> Seriously. So that's, yeah. So that's very interesting. And then we had the Good Friday game, uh, North Melbourne versus Carlton. Yeah, um, I like. I didn't mind North Melbourne's jumper. A bit of purple. Bit of not a, interesting. I yeah, like. Yeah, it. I like a bit yeah. of change. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Bit of fun. Um, so a few things to take out of this. Uh, Nick Larkey has now kicked twenty-one goals straight without a miss. Wow. Yep. Chasing. Lockett. Let's not. Let's not get in his head about that one. Hey? No, Lockett yeah. and Bruce hold the record with twenty-nine. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Lockett as well. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, now. This is something I saw a few times said on the weekend and, and it ranked, rankled me. Rankled you? Rankled yeah, okay, me. okay. Um, Harry Sheasel with 37 disposals. He now has the most disposals after four-game career ever. That can't be right. No. Since <laughs> 1965, Charlie. I mean, surely Hayden Bunton yeah. would have had a, that many when he started. But both, like the AFL tweeted that out. The Kangaroos officially tweeted that out saying... You know, 127 disposals for the season, an average of 31.75. That's the most of any VFL AFL player in their first four games since records were kept. Since records were kept, yeah. Let's let's just make sure. Could be right. Absolutely, could be. No way of checking. No way of checking. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Like we let's not let's not dumb down on how oh, yeah, impressive he's, that he's is. Very good. But you're right. Like, um, yeah, Bunton, Skilton. Reynolds, Reynolds could they could have been up there, yeah. right? Because they Absolutely. they they hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, so the other two in that list are Mark Bairstow of Geelong with 121 and Greg Williams Diesel. with Geelong as well, 116. But that's when he had his first season. Um, Todd Goldstein moved into outright 100th on the AFL VFL games list. One ahead of Lenny Hayes. He has 297 games. Wow. And he's poised to join this big list of 300 gamers in a few weeks. Um, now, the last time Carlton started without a loss in their first four games was, of course, 1995. Yeah. Their last premiership year, where they won their first seven, lost only two games on their way to the flag. Big. Mm. 
it is. Yeah, it's yeah that that it's interesting looking at those historical things. I think that'll come up when we get to St Kilda as well. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and then we moved on to Saturday where we had um, Adelaide versus Fremantle in Adelaide. Hey, our um, our preseason prediction for Freo is pretty spot on at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> they're looking pretty rubbish. Yeah, aren't they? Um, well, at least we got one of our predictions correct. I don't think. Well, <laughs> yeah, not yet, but yeah, some of them are looking pretty poor, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, Tex Walker had his fiftieth game, kicking four goals or, goals or more. For the Crows, he's chasing only Modra, who did it sixty times. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tex has the overall record of Adelaide for goals with five hundred and thirty-nine by a fair margin. Yeah, okay. He's been it's kicking long- for a while. <laughs> he has. He's been kicking goals for a long time. Yeah. Then that muddy MCG on Saturday afternoon. Yes, Richmond versus the Doggies. It was a, it was a very interesting affair. That old-fashioned wet weather footy. Yeah, I loved it. Um, a real honey pot. If we yes. reach back into time and talk about a uh, Glenferry Oval back in the day. Oh, the old uh, sardine tin. Yeah. <laughs> or Moorabbin. I mean, that was the home of the mud, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. These two teams have never met in the final. You know that. That's interesting considering yeah. the last few years they've both been in there. Just Which then meant so I got this this is information from the MCC's booklet they put out from their library. Since since nineteen twenty oh. no, nineteen twenty five when the doggies joined, yeah. yeah. Um so therefore it took until nineteen sixty six round two for them to play at the MCG. Mm. Because they'd either play at Punt Road or at Western Oval. Yeah. Um, and then it took until Richmond moved their home ground to the G. But the year later, because they only played them once, once in that yeah. in sixty five. And then it took until 1971 for the Dogs to actually beat the Tigers at the MCG. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, and this match was the 20th game the Dogs have won with Luke Beveridge as coach when they've been trailing at three-quarter time. Okay. It's a pretty good record. Go. Not bad, yeah. And know how to come, yeah, come back, yeah. Um, so that takes us to St Kilda versus Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, so... Not a lot to take away from this game, but no. St Kilda's start is looking pretty unbelievable. They they completely shut down the Suns. Yeah. Yep. So uh, last time they were unbeaten after four rounds was 2009. Yep. Where they made oh, the, 2010 actually. 2010. Sorry, yep. when they made the grand final. Yes. So and then, the time before that was 66. 2010, 2009, 2004, 66, oh. 65, 50, and 07. Okay. So they've done it. This is their eighth time they've started four and zip. Mm-hmm. They missed finals one of those occasions. That was 1950. They've made grand finals on four of those occasions. Yeah. Yeah, so looking pretty good. Like Isn't things that... are looking their way. Diff- not different game now to what it oh, was. Oh, of course. But... And it's a longer season and yeah, so a lot can happen. But all the stats are pointing in the right direction. And I should take this moment to point out, uh, to thanks Swamp Thing on Twitter who we get a lot of information oh, yeah. from and try to build upon. But he's a font of knowledge. If you're on Twitter, please follow him. He's amazing. And I can't give him higher credit because he's amazing. Um, then over to the SCG. What a game this was. Oh, what a finish. What a finish. Yeah, so yeah, Sydney versus Port Adelaide. Um, God, it was a big game. I didn't realise the Swans haven't beaten Port since not 2016. No, I, that's, that's very surprising. Mm. Considering how they've both been sitting, there must just be one of those teams for them. Yeah. Um, the goal line after the siren kick, very reminiscent um, of, well, against the Bombers a few weeks, few years ago when Dan Rampy climbed the post. That's right, yeah. Um, kind of reminded me a bit of that when you saw that footage, but also the celebrating too early brought back memories of the 2011 Western Derby when Hayden Ballantyne thought he kicked the winning goal and that too had dropped short just at the last second. Yeah, yeah. 
he really he was really celebrating, and oh, as you would, it was going straight the through the middle. Yeah, where the game was taken, like it looked going through. Yeah, absolutely, and he just just Ali got his hands on it. Yeah, and I tell you what, that as it was going through, I'm like, my tipping is horrible. I, <laughs> if he had gone through, I would have been zero from six. <laughs> really, my tipping is horrible. <laughs> but luckily, he got it. They scraped in, and I got that tip right. Yeah. All right, and then Sunday at the Marvel Stadium, Charlie. Essen and GWS. Yes, I was there. It was quite a frustrating game. I can only imagine. At the one stage, the Bombers were four goals, 16. Four times as many behinds as goals. It, yeah. And like, to, to be fair, a lot of snaps, a lot of quick goes at it. Like, But it, also some decent some, shots. Yeah. So There's no real excuse. We no. had a lot of the play and it was very frustrating being there. Just We could not kick a goal. No. Um, final score, 11-22. Nowhere near our biggest points tally. That was 17-30-132 against the Saints in yeah. 1958. <laughs> um, and this has also surprised me. Half-time, the umpiring decisions were two Essendon, two GWS. Only four, four full free kicks yep, The paid. whole game. So there was a, in the end, it was 17 for the whole game. That's low. 11 to Essendon, six to the bomb. Uh, 11 to Essendon, Essendon, six to the Giants. Um, the equal 13th. Least Lowest. free kicks on record. I was going yeah. to say that sounds like a one-team sort of amount of free yeah, kicks. Yeah, well, the usually. average the average for the round was forty-three point five. It, it yeah. felt watching a lot of the games that there felt like there were a lot of decisions. Not not bad, not good, or anything, but just it, it felt like there was a the whistle was blown a lot on the weekend. But for that game, there wasn't. No? And there was a lot of one one thing I noticed being at the ground was there was a lot of marks taken that were called touched. So yeah, a contested mark. Where usually they're called a mark. If yeah. You mark it out right, but every time it happened, it was touched. Yeah. It was so frustrating. Yeah, very interesting. It's Yeah, you'd, sometimes you don't know whether something's been said before the game to the umpires. What You know, watch game? this one thing or... Yeah. yeah. You can sometimes feel like they're highlighting a, a particular rule, can't you? Yeah. Um, which moves us on to the other game on Sunday, which was West Coast Melbourne over at Optus Stadium. You would have enjoyed this. I certainly did. Yeah. Uh, tell you what, I, I I was a little bit worried up to half time that West Coast were looking looking good. A few, um, few young guns, you yeah, know. yeah. Well, yeah. young sort of guys who hadn't had a lot of experience. No, but um, yeah, you guys just you, the onslaught started. It looked very reminiscent of the grand final in times, mm. especially that third quarter. Cosy should have kicked two goals. Yeah, He's, he missed two snaps. But yeah, he got those. It was very much. That grand final time. Very much shared around a lot of goal kickers. Bailey Fritch kicked his 30, 32, 30, 32nd straight game kicking a goal. At least one. Uh, what did he end yeah, up with? Four, one, I think. 32 yeah. straight. Um, and the Demons doubled their score, 63 to 126. The D's sixth straight win at the venue. And I heard on on the coverage that I was watching that it's the uh, that is our third over 50-point win in the first four games. So we've won by 50 each time we've won, at least 50 each time we've won. At the ground? No, no, this year apparently, oh, okay. which is our best winning margin start to the year. Now, yeah, okay, might have to check the facts on that, but yeah. I heard that on the on the thing and I thought that was that's really interesting considering we won a, you know, a fair few flags. Yeah. That that's, you know, our bi- biggest winning margin and definitely a problem from last year was we couldn't find an avenue to goal. So... Yeah, very, very good. Up. And Grundy looked good as well. Oh, didn't he? What a pickup he's been. Uh, and then yesterday, the Easter, the annual Easter game between the Hawks and the Cats. Yes. Um, 
Geelong have finally, you know, have got working, back. Working from their side. Yeah. Now, last week I said it was their 11th match playing this. It's actually their 13th. I okay. made a mistake. Um, and Hawkins has played in all of them. He's kicked goals in all of them except for the very first. Ah, okay. He kicked one behind in that match. So that that means he's, if he's played in all of them, he's played in, he's the only one, I'm yeah, sure. Would sure. it be stupid to call it the Hawkins Cup? <laughs> because it, it inc- incorporates the Hawk element and Hawkins. <laughs> like it's a Geelong and a, and a Hawthorne thing. Anyway, probably stupid. <laughs> Um, it was 18th versus 17th, the 21st time those two teams had met mm-hmm. on the ladder. Um, 65,335 people, the biggest bottom of the ladder clash crowd ever. Okay, that's, inter- that's interesting. Um, these two teams have clashed a few times when they've both been sick bottom and second bottom. 1944, they played twice when they both occupied those spots um, and both season- finished the season second last and last. Geelong, of course, coming back into the league after two years out, so doesn't, no surprise there. Their no. only win was against the Hawks. Yep. Um, the Cats score, so in that third quarter, they scored 10 goals, 5, 65 to nothing. The biggest quarter of football without the opponent scoring since the Hawks kicked 11, 4, 70 against the Lions in 1980, round 14. Okay, so they reversed it on the Hawks, which isn't bad. I like yeah, well, that. It was, it was the Lions last time the Hawks Yeah, games. yeah. Um, and Jeremy Cameron's seventh goal... He's 549th, sorry, moved him into the top 50 all-time AFL-VFL goal kickers. Oh, wow. Jumping over Dick Harris and drawing level with these three interesting characters, Peter Dacos, Warren Treadray, and Fraser Gehrig. You'd be happy to be part of that little crew. Yeah. <laughs> so after round four, this is how the top six reads, Charlie. Just, just tell, me, tell me what you meant, okay. what you noticed. St Kilda, mm. Carlton, Melbourne, Essendon, Collingwood, and the Swans. Well, six of our original teams. Yeah, and then you've got the Lions at eighth. So if Geelong could just squeeze in there at seventh, that's the original eight. Yeah. Yeah. Now the last... Should never have introduced the other teams. <laughs> it's like that. The last time the Saints and Blues were one and two was round one, 1974. It also happened for three rounds between round 12 and 14 in 1972. Um, in 1972, those two teams met in the prelim with the underdone, flu-riddled Saints falling to eventual Premier's Carlton by 16 mm-hmm. points. So we say, say the top four for me again. St Kilda, Carlton, Melbourne, Essendon. St Kilda, Carlton, Melbourne, Essendon. Yep. I can't oh, imagine that's been a top four for quite a while. 1961. There you go. Yeah, the last time those four teams were top four. None of them would play in the grand final that year. That was a Bulldogs-Hawks oh, final. Interesting. Mm. Um, now, Coles goals. No surprise that the Demons are leading overall, mm-hmm. 70 goals. But yesterday, they pipped, the Cats pipped the Demons by a point. 19-13-127, taking that Coles goals weekly round. Oh, really? One, yeah. yeah, it was. 19-12 to 9. Yeah, that's massive. Mm. Now, let's uh, look forward to next round, round five. Let's do it. Gather round. Yeah, how exciting. Super exciting. What a, what a, what a new uh, interesting piece of history to put in the books. And I'll be there. Yes. I'm heading, heading across tomorrow in the car. Unfortunately, not watching two undefeated teams. We talked about that last no, week. That that you might have been seeing, yep. you know, the um, Collingwood St Kilda. Yeah, so... And surprising, I was. I think we both thought that the St Kilda game was going to be more of the hoodoo, didn't we? No. Which hoodoo? As in, St Kilda might have had more of a struggle to win than than Collingwood, but no. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be really interesting. Um, so obviously stealing the magic round idea from the NRL. Yes. Hopefully that evens things up after the good. state of origin. We're very good at stealing things and making them <laughs> our own. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it also reminds me of National Day Round back in 1952. Tell me more. Tell me more. I don't remember this. Okay, so as part of an effort by the Australian National Football Council to promote the game, a special round of VFL Premiership matches was held in different cities around Australia. Oh, yes. So they had games in Brisbane, Sydney, Euroa, Yalorn, Albury and Hobart. Mm. The five big cities of Australia. Five big <laughs> cities, yeah. Um, yeah, so they had... I had that one round to try and promote the game. It was an initiative and it was semi successful. Seems interesting that trying to promote you're trying to promote the game in Euroa, which is in you know Yeah. In in a football state. Yeah. Anyway. And your lawn as well. Yeah. 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 Random spot. Um, okay, so we've got Adelaide and Carlton on the Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Carlton is one of the three teams who are winless in the AFL at Adelaide Oval. They did, however, win the 1968 and 1970 Championships of Australia at the ground, beating Sturt both times. Okay. Remember what they were? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, when we used to play the winner of the... Yeah, uh, so, so back in the day... Sandful. There'd be a little mini tournament at the end of the season between the VFL champions, Waffle, Sandful, and Tasmania League. Um, and those teams would play a little knockout match and the two winners would play in the grand final. Yep. Yeah, so Carlton have won those two at Adelaide. Over. Okay, so that's good. Yeah. That's good. They've got to reach a bit further back in history, but that's mm, all right. Yeah. Um, so on Friday, next game we've got... On Friday, we have uh, the Dockers and the Suns yep, and so I'll be Richmond that, and Sydney. I'll be at the Dockers and the Suns game. Interesting. At Norwood Oval, I believe. Yes, it is. And the Dockers have announced their special jumper. Very afl XE. Oh, um, okay. Black jumper with like thin purple Vs. Oh. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, Sydney Richmond should be at Adelaide Oval. Um, then Saturday. Saturday, we have Brisbane versus North. At, in the Adelaide Hill, so I'm going to be at that game as well. Fantastic. It'll be interesting to see Sheasel versus Ashcroft as well, both ex teammates from the Sandy Dragons. Yeah. And then the big game, Charlie. Uh, yes, Melbourne Essendon. Melbourne Essendon. Uh, traditionally, we used to go to this game and it was a, the winner would have to buy the loser a cheese plate. Uh, no, <laughs> yes. we'd have to buy the winner a cheese, a cheese plate. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We might, I mean, if we win, I'd love you to bring me back one back from Adelaide. And cheese, be, yeah, some cheese. Some cheese. It'd be I'm delightful. <laughs> um, I don't know how well that cheese will hold up. <laughs> uh, so that's an interesting one. And then we've also got Port Adelaide versus the Bulldogs at yep. Adelaide Oval that night. Yep, Libba's playing his 200th game. Yeah, wow. Yep. Um, his dad played 283, so he's got a bit of a way to go. To Do you think he dad. can get him? No. I don't I yeah. Um, then Geelong West Coast Ge- on the Sunday. Geelong West Coast on the Once Sunday. Once upon a time, they played for the Polypharmer Cup. Oh, yes, of yeah, course. Nothing. Um, this is part no of, longer? That's just well, no. disappeared somewhere? Yep. yep. Um, I'll be there. This is part of a double header on Sunday. Uh, and then straight, uh, well, uh, at the ground after that, we've got Collingwood St Kilda, but at the same time at Norwood, we've got Giants Hawthorne. Yeah, so both looking for win number two. Just to go back to the Geelong West Coast game for a second, Tom Hawkins will be playing game number uh, let me have a look, 332. Yes. Equaling Corey Enright. Okay, number so two second on the all-time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Chasing down Joel Selwood yeah. on 355. Got a way to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, and then St Kilda to Collingwood, as you said, finishing off the round. Really good test for the Saints. Um, this is second part of a doubleheader. Yeah, very interesting. So, uh, Collingwood going into that game favourites. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, But it'll be very interesting to see see what uh, the Saints can do there, I think. Absolutely. Um, And we didn't mention anything about the Hawks-Giants game. 
Not much to oh, well, say. Well, both teams are looking for their second win of the season. Yeah, yeah, and that's about it. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So next week that'd be interesting. I'll be over in Adelaide, so we're trying to have to zoom. Yeah, this conversation. I'm looking forward to uh, to watching a bit of uh, footy coming from Norwood and um, the Adelaide Hills. A few of those different grounds. I always love watching a. Uh, Watching games coming out of you know more suburban grounds, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a bit of fun. And that's why I chose to go to those games instead of yeah the yes and the Melbourne one on the Saturday because I want to try to spread out and check out different things. Well, I mean, why would you want to go see yes and the Melbourne? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that, you True. know. Yeah, I'm, True. got it. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. So that's a that's a wrap up of round four and a look forward to round five. Indeed. Um, we'll play it out with this song from the Bulldog CD single. Okay. It's called Can't Get Enough of That Thing. <laughs> and what is that thing? Is it footy? I guess so. <laughs> well, beautiful. Well, until after um, round five, Timmy, I hope you have a great time in Adelaide. I can't wait to hear about what the vibe is over there. Um, and until next time, hooray. <laughs> Still craving for the weekend just been Thursday. I am first online for changes in my team. Friday night it starts and just goes on for three whole days. It's great. But though I've had too much, you know I never get enough of that. The ball is in the air The nectar of the gods awaits for those who dare It's red and to begin and I am ready to explode Though I've had too much you know I never get enough of that Boss and Black Richardson and Buckley Allen They all have a knack Throwing Lloyd and Graham Burton Burgoyne Cousins too And you can see why I can never ever ever get enough of that thing Over, under, sideways Thanks for listening to the Kick to Kick podcast present Backward Incoming Forward. 
You can find all our old episodes wherever you get your good podcasts. If you want to get in contact with us, our email address is kicktokickpodcast at gmail.com. On social media, we have Twitter at kicktokickpod or on Facebook. Or you can find us on Instagram at backwards and coming forward. For a full list of our resources and what we use on this show, go to our website, which is kicktokick.podbean.com. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs>